You're listening to Two Sides of Phi, a podcast that follows two lifelong friends as they seek financial independence and to retire early. I'm Eric, and I'm joined by my friend Jason, who reached Phi in 2020. And this is our story. Uh, Jay, let's see, you are three and a half years into retirement, right? Early retirement. Yeah. I wanted to kind of do a check-in couple of things have come up between you and I lately in our discussions. I want to do a check-in. We did an episode in the past about the phases of retirement. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. So we have the pre-retirement phase. That's where I'm at, right? We got the actual retirement event. We have the honeymoon phase, the disappointment phase, the reorientation phase, the stability phase, and then everyone's least favorite, the terminal phase. What phase do you think you're in right now? I think I moved between disappointment and reorientation, like somewhere on those borderlands. It's day <laughs> dependent, right? Headspace dependent. But yep. yeah, yeah. Um, on the whole, I, I, I very positive. But there are still times where I'm trying to like navigate kind of where I'm at and what I'm supposed to be doing. So I guess that probably falls into the disappointment area sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're honest about this because I see I, I honestly have seen this about you and yeah. um you've you've been i think you wanted to kind of paint a rosy picture sometimes when maybe sure. it's not so rosy and that's that's just who you are you're you are like a very positive um guy you are an optimist and so i appreciate that about you but i also appreciate hearing kind of like hey this this journey is like kind of ups and downs you know and i think sure. that's why a lot of people are tuning in and listening to hear about your journey here um the reorientation phase is kind of characterized by this questioning what do I want to do with life now and I see you doing yeah. a lot of questioning what's the what's totally. that about what are you what are you questioning right now yeah it's uh I don't know it's a, it's like a few different things it's uh, I suppose um and, and in no particular order the one is just like the exploration part it's like I have so many interests and things things that have been with me a long time and I've never got to or things I, I kind of just scratch the surface of but I want to go deeper and then others are more just like I bump into an idea and I want to learn something and build something or, you know, whatever that is. And then some of it is this kind of overarching sentiment. I've, I think I've mentioned it a few times here before. And that's this idea of like, is there a thing that I want to do next that's bigger in scope? And it doesn't necessarily mean a business, but it could be something creative, whether it launches out of what we do here with Two Sides of Fire or something entirely separate could come in a lot of different forms. But I, I always have this idea that there's a thing or things still yet to come. And, you know, there are some things I can't realize yet, like, you know, the longer travel that, you know, a year from now, my wife and I hope and plan to be doing, but it still feels like there are these other things. And so those, those, things can be at odds with each other. It's a, how do you spend your time? What feels rewarding and validating and what's just interesting? And and so I, I, I think that's probably the best way to characterize it for me, if that makes sense. So you just changed jobs that you're, you're kind of one day a week, part-time job that you had. Um, yeah. One thing closed down and then you kind of moved over to another opportunity. Talk, yeah. talk to me a little bit about that because that was a clear break point. You could have just said, uh, I'm going to go back to self-directing and using my time how I want. I sense that there's a social component to pouring wine and connecting with people that way that made that more appealing. So yeah, I it's a, I, I think that's on point. Uh, and so, you know, I think the, the working in the winery tasting room one day a week um, kind of scratches a few itches. Uh, one 
it is one of the few scheduled things I have in my life. It's something I do look forward to most weeks, I would say. Um, there's a social element. Um, you know, I get to interact with a lot of different people, very short term. Most of them, some of them come back repeatedly, like our club members. And so that's kind of fun. I've definitely met some people that I now hang out with through this kind of uh, gig, which is super cool. But also, like as a former educator, um, whether formally, you know, teaching grad students back in the day or, you know, helping to train people later in my career on something like it fits, you know, it fills that kind of gap that was left behind. And even if it's not, you know, many hours during a week, it's just even some aspect of that is, is pretty entertaining. Um, you know, so it, it and, and, and it's fun, right? It feels constructive and productive, even though it's not the most labor intensive nor challenging work. I like it, but, but it's also continuous learning. So for example, this new tasting room I'm working in is for a very small winery. Um, it's harvest right now. And, you know, I've been involved a few different times in some of the, the work that comes once we get our grapes for the season, right? You know, doing the processing, the sorting, you know, getting things into tanks and all the steps that happen before you end up with wine at the end. So, um, Part of that is just the pursuit of new knowledge and experiences, and so this is a handy way to do that. Um, you know, it's it's clearly not just for the money. Uh, it's not great money, although I do love guilt-free income, right? This doesn't touch the budget. It is fun to have this just kind of, you know, fun money for myself. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it does come from a lot of – there's a lot of different drivers that made me say, all right, while I could stop because the other place shut down – I'm actually going to continue. I'm going to seek out a new one. But so, it's still not. It's. It sounds like it's still not scratching all the itches. It's not. No. I, and I. I so I like, what think... isn't it? I'm trying to get at like, okay, that fulfills a certain thing. Yeah. And I presumed it was a social component. It sounds like there's some other dimensions to it, but there are. honestly, it's not like it's not that much time that you put into it a week, right? No. And so maybe during harvest, maybe you're working two days a week. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. So, but overall, that's like a pretty small part of your week. It so is. what what are the other dimensions that aren't being met? Because I think a lot of people can step into retirement and say, hey, I'm done with work. And, yeah. um, you know, there may be things that they can't replace. Um, but I'm trying to figure out, like, you you came to this place where you're like, oh, I'm a little disappointed. You made it through yeah. the disappointment phase and now you're reorienting and you're like, OK, well, what does this actually look like? And is it a lot of a collection of a lot of different things? I think to date, it's largely been a collection of a lot of little things. Right. I've enjoyed when I've stumbled on a thing that's bigger. You have to, you know, to to, to bite off. It's got to take a lot more work. And, you know, like like I really enjoyed spending five months, I think it was, on learning app development because I was having to spend time most days and, and kind of a bunch of hours because that's the kind of focus effort it takes to study. Right. And so I like that, you know, recently, as, as I think I've mentioned to you a couple times now, I was thinking about. Um, getting my pilot's license, my private pilot's license. And that would be like a very big and expensive, yes, undertaking. The studies, the the flight time, the, all the ground stuff. Um, and in the end, I decided that wasn't what I wanted to do for a variety of reasons. But I seem drawn to this idea of, of achievement. And I don't know if that's just gap filling again, you know, from things that were you know, lost when I stopped working. I definitely don't want to work in the same way uh, as I did before for other people, you know, committed schedule, all that. I, I just want to be clear that that's not attractive. But I do seem to want to spend chunks of time 
developing something, building something, whether it's skills or, or something, I like this idea of committing to something that's important to me. So what, what are, uh, what are the things in the offing? What are you thinking about? You know, some of them are creative, like the idea of actually having a concept that was good enough for a book, you know, nonfiction, probably more likely than fiction, but I, I mean, I've entertained lots of little ideas, okay, so but none of them really, yeah, none of them feel good enough, like a podcast, um, some kind of small digital business, you know, just something that, that would allow me to build and develop something and have a thing that's mine to be excited about, um, is another thing. And, and that one's very amorphous cause I haven't had any ideas that really feel good enough to me to worth spending that kind of time. Cause you, you know, better than most people to do something like that. It's gotta be a passion. You gotta be really excited about it. I think. For me to spend time on stuff these days, I got to be really into it. Well, that's that I think is true because, you know, I was going to push back on this a little bit. I mean, you have a podcast. Yeah, I do. And, you know, you have a business. Uh huh. It's like it's a little bit like it's a tiny business. Right. And you I yeah, mean, it is. And the times that you and I have talked about turning this into trying to turn this into something more, mm -hmm. you've been hesitant to want to do that. So I thought yep. that was interesting because, <laughs> you know, you could you could. We, you know, you and I could try and do something different with this and make it into yeah. more than it is. And I think that, I don't know if that prospect is scary to you, uh, cause it's pretty easy to fail at. And most people do fail at starting small businesses. Yeah. Um, or if it's just not interesting to you because it's not, it doesn't feel like fully your own mm. or, or what that is. Um, because my first thought for you was, Hey, you know, you should start your own like micro business and just, yeah. just try something, you know? And that feels like a really great fun project, but sometimes I feel like that's not really what you want. You want something yeah. where you can just dip in and dip out <laughs> without a lot of commitment, right? That's probably I mean, true. This business, this thing that you and I have is a commitment. And I know there it are is. times when you're like, eh, don't really feel like doing the commitment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't spend enough time coming up with topics for episodes lately. That's true. <laughs> That's completely true. No, I, I mean, it's just, it is. No, it, it is. is. You know, um, you're right. I, this isn't, I wasn't saying this to be a criticism. I was just saying, Oh like, no, no, just, I'm not taking it that way at all. I'm just being honest and reflective of myself. I, I think there's truth to that idea that, um, it's, it's easy to think a thing is exciting and is interesting, but to actually commit to the effort it takes, and do it that's different yeah and and i still find myself with like real commitment issues at this stage right and that, <laughs> that's that's the freedom you buy yourself but you can't have your cake and eat it too you can say you want to do a thing but if you're not willing to spend the effort you can't have the thing well it's just interesting i mean i i want to maybe dig into it a little more because like do you think that having this project between the two of us doesn't feel like a quite your own and so therefore it's a different kind of big project that you're seeking like a book would be a very that's a, a solo project if you're going to self-publish it right yeah um i mean you can involve other people you can involve editors and graphic designers and things if you want um but it is a whole that in itself is kind of like creating a little business because you're finding a market you're right you know writing on topics you have to there is a graphical component to it there's a you know marketing selling it the, there's an online e-commerce aspect to it. There's like a lot of dimensions yeah. to it, which I find fun and cool because I love yeah, that. Yeah, you've done it. You've, and I've done it, yes. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I wonder, you you have talked about it, but you haven't done it. So what do you think is keeping you from doing something like that? I mean, the, the, the honest truth 
is I think none of the ideas I've come upon have been interesting or exciting enough to me that I feel like this is the thing. And and part of me, to, you know, to be honest, I don't think this is about an ownership thing because I actually okay. do feel a lot of ownership in what we do. And you I should. I'm, yeah, I'm, should. I feel very strongly about this project. You know, I just had the chance again to meet some viewers of the show, somebody who reads my blog. And it's like that's it's so rewarding to know that this thing we put together touches any lives at all um, and, and that it's of interest or people find value in it. Like that to me is the ultimate reward. Right. Like what a, what a fulfilling moment. I, I wish you could have been in that conversation. I think you would have really appreciated it. Um, so I, I feel ownership of it and I feel a lot of satisfaction. I think part of it, honestly, is just me being me, that I feel like I have more things to contribute and more things I want to learn and create. And so it's like, yes, this and right. And I don't have a you know, I, I find pretty fun little pursuits to stick after that and, you know, over the last three and a half years. But but few of them have been of any substantial scope. They've been little things here and there. And all of that is good, right? Even taking the Spanish class that we've talked about here before, like that has practical utility. It's also rewarding to just build a skill and feel like you're gaining some competency. Um, but it's still just another thing, yeah. right? It's, it could lead to some other stuff, right? It enables travel more easily and Lori's taking the same class, et cetera. But I definitely feel drawn to achievement, uh, learning, growing. And so when I talk about these other things I want to do or might want to do, I think it's really just that. I mean, I, I, that's the only when I've analyzed this sort of just sat on my own thought about, like, why am I looking for stuff? I just feel like there's a lot more I could slash want to do. But then you immediately self-sabotage by saying eh, idea is not that interesting. Yes. Right. And right. you could have said that about your blog. Right? I could have. And sometimes I look at it and I'm like, well, this is only so good. Yeah. But and, but, but I mean, it doesn't get it doesn't get better by of, not of doing course. it. Of course. <laughs> and, and then, and, but that's also a very low barrier to entry. Right. And the energy it takes. But so is writing a juice. book that you never publish. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I guess you don't so. have to put no one's saying you have to publish it. Hey, Eric here with Two Sides of Fi. If you've been listening to Jason and I on the podcast, you may not be aware that we also have a YouTube channel. And quite often, we have supporting graphics, charts, information, and even a few outtakes that don't fit well in an audio format. So if you're into that kind of thing, you can find us on YouTube at Two Sides of Fi. So, so you, uh, you are someone who experimented a lot to get to the point you still, are with your business and do. you still are yeah. what, you know, as an example, what, what is, what's an analogous thing that you can think of about a path you took and where it, where it eventually landed and what you learned from that? <laughs> there are so many, man. I mean, <laughs> early in this business, I started building furniture. I was designing furniture and I thought, Oh, this will be great. I'll, you know, I have these high end clients and I can, you know, design these, like the Frank Lloyd Wright model, the, you know, the quintessential architect that probably everyone in the world knows. Frank Lloyd Wright designed everything in his homes from the glass in the windows down to the place settings at the kitchen table, like every single thing, all the furniture, okay. all built in. And he was criticized a lot actually for doing that because he would pick certain views on a property and he would design this bench that would be there. And like the people couldn't move any of the furniture in the house it was all fixed based on his vision. So I, I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and kind of at a small scale. And what I found myself doing was I was selling the plans for it and people weren't really buying the plans for the furniture. And I was like, well, is it the design or what is it? And then, 
you know, some people would buy these things. I was selling them on Etsy and, you know, then I had to make them on the weekends and nights mm -hmm. when I was like so swamped and busy. So I just learned by doing, you know, I said about like, I have this idea, I I'm going to execute on it. I'm going to do the plans for it. I'm going to build the thing. And I think I maybe sold five or six of these kind of little stools that I was making, these little modern stools. And at that point I was like, I want nothing to do with this because yeah. all I was doing was trading my time for money. And in that process, I learned a lot about making physical products. And I used that to take another step. You know, I made another physical product after that. I made a sketchbook mm -hmm. and I partnered with somebody and I farmed out all of the manufacturing work. Yep. So all the lessons I learned from that are baked into the next series of products that I did. And in fact, I made another physical product after that. I made another sketchbook and I made this little kind of iPad stand, this this thing right here. Yeah, called, I got one of those. Called the kickstand. And I learned so much doing that. I wanted to manufacture these things in the US. I wanted to use all US woods, local woods to Maine. And, you know, I, I learned what a horrible process it is to make a tiny physical product because there's all kinds yeah. of errors. And, you know, I mean, look, the learnings are vast, but the fact is I don't have a business that's built on physical products. You know, they're, right. they're not supporting me right now. And so I learned a lot by doing that. I self-published a couple of different books and those things still sell to this day. And they, you know, books are great because they are just a small packaged up idea that you right. put out into the world and they have a life of their own and they can impact people at a, such a great scale. I hear from people every week who have read my books and say, this changed things for me in my career and I'm, I'm so thankful. And so I think, you know, for you looking at ways you can make a bigger impact in the world, a book is a great thing to dig into. And it also has all these dimensions. You can take on as many of those dimensions as you want. Yeah. Um, and it's also low stakes, man. It's, it's no different it than compiling your blog posts. I mean, that's how I started my book. I did a bunch yep. of blog posts and then I packaged them into a book. I, I originally thought, especially when I was writing a lot, right? I did 60 or so posts on the original blog. I was thinking that there might be, you know, enough nuggets on a theme that could lead to a book. And I also had another idea at one point where I would do this other podcast and that would lead to a book. Um, but I don't know. I, I, we're all our own worst critic, but you know, I, I just look at some of that stuff and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, but does anybody want to read that? It's not like anybody's, uh, you know, writing in and they're like, boy, this is such good stuff. I really wish I had it in a book. But what I did you know. learn by writing it? I learned a lot about myself for sure about what that or especially those early that first six months, first year post career were like. I learned a lot um, by just, just documenting what I was thinking and feeling. So for me personally, it was super impactful. And yeah. you, like if you had to rewrite it, revisit it and rewrite it, would you change anything about it or was it's like perfect the way it is? Oh, I, I doubt it's perfect, but uh, uh, I, I'm sure only with more hindsight would I have, you know, sort of better. I don't know. I could probably be a, a little more clear and I I'd probably have better examples and I've had more, more you know, perspective, right, is gained with time. So I'm sure I could revisit some of that stuff and I would have uh, maybe a more cohesive and clear take on some of that what was probably a bit rambling at the time the wonderful thing about a blog is that it you can see someone's thinking at that moment in time and so to go back and yeah. edit that and change it into something that it's not you know ruins the idea that it's a blog and so a book a book is a different thing you know yeah. it's, it's yeah. not a one-for-one -one translation of a blog and i'm not pretending that you can just lift those posts and turn them into something that you don't want it to be right um but it's 
it's a great example of you just sitting down and not putting a lot of qualifiers on what you're doing and creating something. And, you know, I, I've made an entire business. And in fact, I, I think, you know, my Fi journey relies on this idea of self-publishing and yeah. creating and making things. And I would not be here today if I constantly said to myself, it's not good enough. The idea is not good enough. The idea is like never going to be good enough. It's just never going to. I mean, if I look back at my first video, oh, my God. <laughs> but I had to make the first video to make the second video to make the third. And, you know, as cliche as that sounds, it's just you kind of have to get out of your head a little bit yeah. to start making some of these projects possible. And I think, you know, for you, some of the appeal of doing a course or, you know, finding some instructional piece to, to plug into and you get a certificate at the end is there's a very clear journey from yep. beginning to end. And you don't like the, the journeys where, where it's not, there's not a clear map. Yeah. I, I that's my sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't, I'm not a creative, right? I, I I don't I think I'm formulaic, but for sure, I like having a, a place to get to and, and, and mileposts that I can envisage what they look like. And yes, the resolution gets better as you get closer to them, but I like being able to, yeah, plan but, a path. But this project is precisely not that. That's true. That's true. So You're how, right. So how, like, I mean, has that? I, I get the sense that you don't see this project as part of like your body of work, but it's like, Oh no, I do. I really do. <laughs> and, and you know, the things you just said are very, very applicable to what my experience has been like with, with you working on this, because you know, if I go back and I haven't in a long time, yeah. if I go back and watch <laughs> probably most of our first year, the, the difference between what I perceive as the quality of question and answer you give versus mine, it's just like the gap is large, right? I feel like I'm just on my guard and I'm, 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 you know, always port as you, as you referenced earlier, right? Uh, portraying confidence and, sure. you know, certainty and, and, and those things were not disingenuine, but it's the, but also, uh, you know, the, the, the things that where there is uncertainty and where there is concern or worry or, you know, any of that um, didn't come across very clearly. And I often lost the thread and I didn't actually answer the question that you started with. Um, and I'm still prone to that. But um, <laughs> I know that that's gotten better because um, I, I got to review this footage, too. And, you know, like you, we watch these shows and listen to these shows multiple times before they go public. So I know that's improved. So I do see that iteration and building of skills and and it hasn't been linear for sure right at all and we have done some experimenting and then didn't you know took a turn didn't follow that direction any further right stuff just didn't work or people didn't you know latch on to a thing so i get that and but i and yes just to, to circle back to the point i do see this as part of my body of work there's no ownership issue with this i'm very proud of this Honestly. And it's not a linear, like, we don't know where it's going. I mean, no, I have no idea. People <laughs> ask me all the time, what's going to happen after Eric finally retires? Right? I'm what so is glad that everyone's like? got the, the confidence that I'm going to make, make my number, man. Of but. I have never heard anybody, <laughs> maybe, maybe early on, some of those people we had to just kind of kick from the, the channel, maybe made some comments. Oh, he's never going to retire. <laughs> I don't, I can't even think of how long it's been since I've seen a comment like that. I, I, I think. And I'm sure people will comment now 
um, there's an awful lot of confidence, not uh, from 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 me and others, that yeah, you're 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 on the path, man. You're you're killing it. And I <laughs> I of course have more details than they do about how things are going with this new push you've had for the business. But yeah, you're you're going. But I mean, if you can think about applying some creativity to this as a, as a business, like, yeah, is is that is that a means for scratching some of that itch? Like, would have you ever thought about that, or does it want to just be a personal project, like like a book? I think it's less that it's personal and more that it's something different. Okay. Like a, just a different thing. Okay. And, and that's, that's a lot about how I'm wired. Like if I'm not doing different stuff, making different stuff, learning different stuff, I feel like I'm stagnating and this doesn't feel stagnant. This is a thing that I like and I look forward to, but then there's me. I want to be continuing to, to build skills and create things that are different. Yeah. Well, I think it's have... one of the reasons I like coursework so much, right? I like learning different things and expanding. But you've been doing what that, I know. And what you're saying is, is like, it's not all that fulfilling. It's fulfilling. I just have had this kind of overarching thought that there's other stuff, bigger, maybe some bigger projects, whatever project means, right? A project could be, you know, live abroad for three months and take myself out of my comfort zone. Things, things Laura and I genuinely want to do and, and I'm sure will do. But so I just have these like, I want to, I want to create some bigger experiences, projects, undertakings, whatever they are. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the thing. And that's always been there. It's not been, that's not a new thing. You know, it wasn't just, you know, when I, when I left my job, I mean, what I, the party line was, I'm going to pursue other things. Yeah. And yeah. part of that is like, I'm not saying I'm retiring, but part of that was earnestly like, I know there's more stuff I want to do. I just don't know what it is, but I, yeah. the smaller stuff's easier to identify, man. It's like, well, I was going to say, it's like, I want to learn this thing. I want to do this thing. It's very tractable. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You like those things. You're drawn to those things, but then they, in some ways keep you from getting into the larger project because the larger project's too easy to put off. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I think that's a, that's a very apt description. That shows how well you know me. Um, you know, that, that, that stuff has always been there in, in my career, uh, even too. It's like I'll knock off these six little things yes. rather than put sufficient time on this big thing. It's the big rocks, uh, little rocks thing. Yeah. It's the, I was going to say, I was, I was avoiding using the big rocks, little rocks, yeah. but it absolutely is. Well, I mean, we're all guilty of this, man. Um, I'll tell you the, the thing that I always return to when I'm stuck in a situation like that is, um, you know, taking the action, doing the thing is, is what gets it all started. And you can, you know, it's kind of like changing your mood. Like you can choose Mm -hmm. to change your mood right in any moment. Um, just by doing something different, you can take the action first and the action for you could be, you know, turning down the noise of the critic, the inner critic that says this isn't good enough. And, just embracing the act of writing or whatever it is that you're choosing to do and you know pushing the it's not good enough for someone else you know there's there's this idea like thinking and execution and you don't have to mix the two you can come up with the idea and separate the execution from the idea because the thinker is always going to be the critic it's always the one who's going to say eh That could be better. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it like that. You know. Yeah. But the person who's in charge of executing that—that's your only job. You know, execute the plan. Like we came up with the plan over here. CEO came up with the plan. 
I'm the worker bee, man. I'm just making the plan happen. And I don't know if that'll work for you or not, but maybe putting some structure around it. You like structured things, you know, just taking some time for yourself every week that's dedicated to, it's like project time. And I don't know when that is best for you, but let's say it's early okay. in the morning, you know, it's, de- this is dedicated, like, this is my making time. I'm going to, I'm going to work on this thing and I don't know what it looks like. And it's okay that I don't know what it looks like, but I'm just going to try it. And you may find that you're just, you get nowhere with it and it's a complete waste of your time. And then you can just go, okay, wasn't for me. <laughs> hey, Eric here with Two Sides of Fi, checking in with a quick request. Jason and I love making this show and sharing our conversations, but we need your help spreading the word. The best way to do that is to give us a quick rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And if you know someone on the Fi path, please hit that share button on your favorite episode. Every little bit helps. Thanks. Yeah, that's fair. It's good advice. I should do that. I will do that. <laughs> You're not committing. You're not committal. No, Here, here's something that worries me about going into retirement. No. Okay. Okay. I don't right. want to become apathetic about things. Yeah, th- I think that's that's a good thing to watch out for. I sense a little apathy here. I don't know. I don't feel apathetic. May- maybe I am, and I don't know it. I don't think I am. Why do you say that? Because your reaction that you just had to that, you're like, mm. no, I think it's, you know, it's not for me. I don't, th- I mean, I know. You're- no, no, I don't think it's not for me. I, I don't, I, I don't, I just, I like for me, when I undertake a new project, I have to, I like to have enough of a nucleus of an idea that I can get excited and put energy around it. And I think the thing I'm, the way I feel about something like a book is the only seed I have at present is I would like to write a book. <laughs> the ideas I have that's that not enough, of, probably. would yeah. pair with that are not quite, they don't feel like enough that I'm passionate about or I'm excited about exploring more. So it's more like, but I will also say, let me interrupt myself. <laughs> I have not done what you said and that is block out creative time to really think through, work through, mind map, whatever, ideas that could pair with that, right? So you have the mechanical part, like writing a book sounds fun, but then you have the creative part, and these are the topics that I could explore. I have not done enough of the latter. Have you thought about using AI to help you in any way? Like ChatGPT is is a really interesting kind of creative partner that depending on the prompts that you use, and I'm not suggesting you use it to write the book for you. Right, right, of course. In any way, but it can help be a helpful ideation tool, and I've used Mm -hmm. that in my own design practice for that. Um, Throwing ideas in there and then as, or giving it, you know, some data and saying, like, what are some unusual conclusions you might draw from this? Yeah. Um, You know, probing it in different ways to get interesting ideas, because there's this, you know, this idea of by association, I think I've told you, talked about this before, where you're taking ideas that are two in two completely different planes and I- yeah. intersecting them. And, you know, maybe you just need a little bit of that creative punch in there. Like you can yeah. take the idea that you think is kind of mundane, which I know you're not prepared to talk about what that is, whether that's for a podcast or whatever, uh, but you can intersect that with something else. And you can ask okay. ChatGPT to do that for you and help you do that. 10 ideas that intersect this idea with this idea or this with this. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's just a way of kind of getting mm. you excited about 
something that you're not yeah. that excited about. Um, because I, like I do know idea. what it is to to be working on something where you're kind of like, mm, this is kind of vanilla, you know? And I feel yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of books about retiring early and um, people's thoughts on that, but there's no book on it written by you. And I think what you have to do is find that unique vision, that kind of uncommon vision that, that yeah. people wouldn't expect um, for it to be interesting. And maybe it's not on early retirement at all. I don't know. Um, you had talked about your love of mentoring and you know that's another angle that you could pursue um, that could potentially be a bigger project for you to push into. Um, but all of this takes time, you know, and mentoring in particular is like, that's a hard and fast schedule commitment. And I know you don't right. love those. So I, I, it leaves me wondering what the, what the sort of amorphous project is, big project is. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do want to acknowledge, I think that was, that's a very good practical suggestion there. I, I use chat GPT for a lot of things, but it's never occurred to me that that sort of ideation, um, as you described it, would make good sense and it, it makes perfect sense. So I will absolutely do that. <laughs> you don't sound excited. I'm going to say you I still am. sound this is hesitant. My thinking face. No, this is my thinking face. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah. And I'm, you know, I, I try really hard not to get, to get, to get too lost in thought when I'm, what we're recording here because that I'll, well, I'll be in my head instead of present. And I'm really good at that. So <laughs> what does Lori think about your, present state of mind with respect to projects and work and what's missing do you guys i don't know no not really i don't know what she thinks i'll ask her well you're clearly not it's not manifesting itself in a in some kind of negative i don't think so no i i don't think so i i think you know day to day i think there's there's so many things that i enjoy doing and spending time on I'm, i'm really talking here about this kind of just it stayed in my head this idea of like there are other undertakings that that I feel are yet to sort of manifest themselves and I think about that not in a bad way it's an in an, like there's an opportunity here that I would like to capitalize on and you're someone who's always worked for in, in the structure of a corporation I mean predominantly yeah. right you know yeah like, yeah whether it was a small or a gigantic company it was a company run by other people there's a lot of structure there and as a small business owner myself you know stepping into ownership here it's very different um to self-direct and self-motivate and get excited about things and create deadlines for yourself and i know you're good at that and i know you can be good at that but it's a it's also a big shift you know and it is (laughs) it is you know you're on something here and it's proven to be a a challenge at times for me I'll, i'll i'll still i'm guilty of procrastination you know, and I'll, I'll get the thing done on time. I have a, you know, a pathological need to be on time with things, but I mean, whether it's homework or something for a club I'm a part of or whatever, like I'll wait (laughs) until it has to get done very often because I want to control my schedule. Like that's still a very, very real thing. It hasn't changed that much. I've accepted a lot better than I think I did three years ago that like, hey, there's stuff you just need to do. Like that's just a part of a functioning society and family. But um, I still am really into controlling my schedule. You know, you don't have any KPIs that you have to meet for this, you know, post RE life, right? There's like nothing really that's demanding you do anything other than your own will to do so. And so... 
it's up to you to put those boundaries in if you think they're important. And it sounds right. like, you know, right now that's, it's not that important to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of prioritization. Right. And I, and I, as we talked about recently, um, and will have aired by the time this does, um, you know, I've been focused on a lot of pretty personal yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, stuff. And I think that what I'm not great at is sort of being honest with myself about like, you know, maybe you have these other interests, but like you, those are because those are lower priority, like don't let them don't let them occupy much headspace right now. Right. Because you're focused on the right stuff. And I know that to be the case. That That's a good feeling, too. But like I'm still good at having those things compete for attention and feeling like I'm neglecting a thing because I'm focused on something else. But I, I think I think I have gotten I am I am prioritizing things appropriately right now, but that doesn't mean that there's not still this drive to create and do other things. Yeah. Well, that's all. But now I have more I have more more t- techniques <laughs> I can apply to explore them better and I and I will do that. Tactics and strategy. I feel I've given you nothing this this, this conversation so far. It's been one-sided and I feel guilty about that too. Well, you should you shouldn't feel so guilty. But Ah, uh, it's there's, well, there, you know, we go through that's these, a long story. these exchanges, <laughs> um, you know, be, being more on one side of fire or the other. And it's just sure. a natural, I think, evolution of this project, too. You know, we're in we are in pretty different places right now. You know, when you send yeah. me show ideas and topic ideas, I'm like, wow, it's I'm not even really thinking about that right now, man. You know, yeah. I think I said that to you today. And you did. You it's, did. Um, it's the reality of the two sides of Phi. We have um, different concerns and, you know, you have time now to start pushing into these things that you had uh, pushed back for a, a long time. And also, you know, I get to benefit from seeing the thought process, some of the expose here um, about what's affecting you. And I'm, gives me concerns, you know, about my own path and whatever I choose to do next that work is important to me and having something meaningful to work on projects they yeah. are important to me and i see you know whether it's books or whatever else um i still see myself making things in the future and i'm most happy when i'm doing yeah. that and you know as much as i want that for you i'm not sure you actually want that i just not yeah i think i feel like sometimes you're kind of forcing that on yourself because you feel like you should want it but yeah you, you may that may be true it just may not be for you, man. <laughs> you know, I think it's a very valid idea that I may be more attracted to ideas of doing certain things than the actual things themselves. Yeah. And that's not a new concept for me either. I think I'm, I'm prone to that. Um, but just cause an idea sounds good doesn't mean it's practically the right thing for me. So, I definitely need to spend some energy and will spend some energy thinking about what is really important and not put pressure on myself where it doesn't make sense. Um, who knows what the next pursuits creative or otherwise are. And I, I am okay with the uncertainty around that. I just need to make sure I don't get wrapped around that axle of like, well, if I'm not creating another thing, then I'm failing somehow. And and that's a perfectly fine conclusion. But I, I do love the idea of doing some exploration of ideas using um, generative AI. So I will I will absolutely do that. And maybe maybe it leads to something. Maybe it's just a fun little exercise. Put a little bow on it, and then we, uh, we move on. 
Dude, uh, the Hawthorne effect. This came out of the Outlive book that you and I both recently read. But do you remember the Hawthorne effect? Uh, no. It, oh, okay. <laughs> as soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that was great. No, I, <laughs> I can't tell you right now. Well, I really liked it. He, um, so Peter Atia, the author of the book, um, does this continuous glucose monitoring. Um, it's, and he actually um, was part of a company uh, that developed this scan. And um, there's this thing called the Hawthorne effect um, that they found people who are actually continuously being watched, being monitored for blood sugar, yep. they actually change their behaviors. Yep. And so I was thinking about this in the context of whatever you're going to make next. You know, you should just publish it in public, man. And it, it may change your behavior. Mm. Okay. You may actually do, you may actually execute on it as opposed to just doing it and going, eh, that's a sucky idea. You know what I mean? All right. Here's what I, here's what I commit to doing. <laughs> I'm going to read the book I got on writing fiction. And I'm going to devote real energy to it and see if I have any interest in that because I've always loved this idea because nonfiction is like a natural draw for me because yep. it's what I read. It's what my career is based around, that kind of writing. I'm going to try to do the complete opposite because I do read a lot of fiction unlike you. And I'm going to put the energy into doing all those creative exercises and figure out do I want to do it or not. Okay. Wow, fiction. That's a big nut to bite. I'm going to do it. All right, man. Well, well thank you for it. your thank you for your thoughtful uh, questioning and feedback. I really do appreciate it, and I hope that somebody else gleans something from it too. I tried, man, and uh, if nothing else, I, I gave you a permission slip to say, "I'm I'm just not going to do this." So you that, did, and that's cool. <laughs> thank you for my early Christmas gift. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Right. Until next time. Be well. See ya. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Join us as the conversation continues next time on Two Sides of Phi. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating it at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For show notes, resources, and links to the video version, please check out our website at twosidesoffi.com.